The flesh dominated our lives. The flesh was taking us to hell. But somehow God came along and He saved you, He saved me, and He brought us to that place where we're not only we develop and we grow because we're reading the Word of God, we're reckoning the old man to be dead, we want to be obedient to God's Word, and we want to be victorious over sin. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, it's good to have you with us today for our continued series, Contemplating the Powerful Reach of God's Love. As Raul explores what it means to die to yourself and live for Christ, you'll see that when you fully surrender your heart, you can leave fear and guilt far behind. Keep listening for an exhortation to deepen your devotion to Christ so that you can enjoy His eternal blessings. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins in the book of Romans, chapter 8. Paul the Apostle in chapter 8 is so awesome. He's going to be teaching us this morning concerning the Spirit's power over our flesh. Let's read chapter 8 of Romans, verse 12 to verse 17. See what he says. He says, Therefore, brethren, Christians, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you by the Spirit put to death the feats of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if we indeed have suffered or we suffered with Christ, that we may also be glorified together with Christ. I love that. We're all a team, all together. Let me look at the first point here, verses 12 to 13, the reason. The reason we mortify the flesh through the Holy Spirit of God. That's important. Because as you look at verse 12, let me read it again. Therefore, he's speaking of previous verses we already studied. Going back to verse 1 to verse 11. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So the special ministry describes here mortification. Write that down. Mortification. That means putting the sinful nature to death. We see here that the Holy Spirit gives power to do what? To mortify, to put to death our flesh, your flesh, my flesh. And with this gracious privilege of having Christ in our lives, then therefore we become obligated to become what? Debtors of Christ Jesus. You see, the purpose we are debtors is the presence of the Holy Spirit. I like that. The presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. That what we should not only be my attitude as a Christian, should be different from the attitude that I have toward the flesh. It's not the same. 
John the Beloved in 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, number one, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eyes. Number three, the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever and ever. Those that do the will of God, and that's what obey the word of God. Be obedient. Secondly, we should not walk in the flesh. Romans 8.1, remember, therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. My position is in Christ. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8.4, he says that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. Notice the evaluation here, the flesh and the spirit. The spirit should be winning, not the flesh. The flesh was always winning in my life and in your life. The flesh dominated our lives. The flesh was taking us to hell. But somehow God came along and he saved you, he saved me. And he brought us to that place where we're not only we develop and we grow because we're reading the word of God, we're reckoning the old man to be dead. We want to be obedient to God's word and we want to be victorious over sin. Victorious over sin. Because the third thing here, we should not make provision for the flesh. That's what happens to so many Christians. Let me just go back one second to Romans 8, 4, where he says that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. Romans 13, 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust or desires. I mean, each one of us individually, we have desires in the flesh. You know, we're looking at the cross of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we want to go to the left, sometimes to the right. Sometimes we want to go backwards. When we're supposed to not stand still, we're supposed to go forward. But the devil's always there to tempt. You have the world, you have the flesh, you have the devil that are against you. And all three things are always trying to disqualify you and disqualify me. That's just the bottom line. If this is true according to the word of God, then what kind of people should we be? Disobedient or obedient? If I am going to be obedient to Christ, then I reckon the old man to be dead. I don't want my flesh to be king over my life. I want the Holy Spirit to rule over my life so he can convict me. He can show me things to come. He can bring comfort to my life. And He can work in my life and through my life. So that I can see the power of God in my life. Second point, verse 14. The duty of a spirit leading a believer. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. So to be led by the Holy Spirit is to live a normal Christian life. 
Not exaggerated. A normal Christian life. Get up in the morning. You pray. You put on the armor of God. You go to work. You have peace throughout the day. Yes, you have trials. You have problems. But Jesus is there to help me to fight the enemy. When you don't have this power of the Holy Spirit in your Christian life, you don't have a normal Christian life. You have a defeated life. Always murmuring. Always complaining. Always walking with your head down. It's your problem because you haven't submitted. You haven't yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. How do you see in your life the Holy Spirit guiding you? How do you see it? Or do you even know that He's guiding you? There's a couple of things I wrote down the way I see the Holy Spirit in my life. Number one, I have peace in my life. Peace in my life. In Psalm 23, the Lord's Psalm, everybody should know that Psalm. In verse 3, He says, He makes me to lie down, David says, in green pastures. And look at how many times... And he leads me beside the still waters. The key word is leads. Secondly, to follow the path of righteousness. He says, Psalm 23, 3. He restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Thirdly, to have freedom. Galatians 5, 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then how about to repentance in Romans 2.14? Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God, here it is, leads you to repentance? And then fifthly, to safety. Deuteronomy 8.2 And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. Isn't that neat? From the old to the new. I took you to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. So the Spirit does lead the Christian. And then there's this idea of leading and guiding, but I have to follow. I have to submit. I have to obey. That is very important because the direction God wants to give in my life, I have to follow His direction so that I don't go to the left or the right or go backwards, but I'm going forward all the time. This is one of the great powers of the Holy Spirit. The power to lead. The power to save. The power to convict people's lives. In John 16, 13, he says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, Jesus is speaking before He's crucified, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you of things to come, because He's a person. 1 Corinthians 2, 13, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches us, but notice which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Holy Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can we know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Just a reminder to visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 for Bible-based resources to enrich your walk with Christ. After today's lesson, we'll tell you about a booklet further illuminating the Lord's unconditional love. But first, here's Raul with more encouragement. 
And the most compelling reason of all this that we have is the holiness of God in my life, in your life. And we do that by adopting what? A holy household. By giving my life to Christ and saying, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. For as many as are led by the Holy Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So Paul is saying here that it's better what? That is a better way for the child of God to submit and give himself to Jesus. And as he is holy, I will be holy. I'll be in fellowship with him. Third point, verse 15. The benefit, Spirit adopts believers. He says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. So the Spirit delivers men from what? From a terrible spirit. The spirit of what? Bondage. Remember the bondage you and I were in? I mean, it was a bondage we had no really, it's, I call it the pit. You're in the pit and you couldn't get out of the pit. Until Jesus reached out and pulled you out of the pit. And there are so many people that are in bondage. When the Holy Spirit has taken us out of bondage. The bondage of fear. And yet we know that man is gripped by bondage and fear. But the fear that I have is the fear of God. Not the fear of men. Not anxiety, not tension, not dread, not alarming, not danger, not terror. Yes, those things are there. But when I look at the fear of God, when I look at Jesus, I have what? I have comfort. I have peace in my life. Because I put on the armor of God and I'm a warrior and I want to fight against the enemy. But I'm not going to submit to the enemy. I'm not going to give up to the enemy. No possible way. He says you did not receive the spirit of bondage and again up to fear. The Spirit encourages me to one thing, to pray when I'm in trouble. Of whom we cry out. We cry out. The word is used in Psalms 40 times, emphasizing urgent prayer, which is needed immediately. The Holy Spirit delivered us from the bondage of fear. Maybe you're here this morning, and you have fear in your heart. As a non-believer, you should have fear going to hell. But coming to Christ is no longer any fear because now I'm going to heaven. And because I'm going to heaven, I've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, which has been not only the instrument God is using in my life, so that I can become a warrior and to defeat Satan and to defeat the flesh and to defeat everything that is in this world. Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Isn't that cool? As sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Daddy, 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 Abba, Father. Abba, Father. The Spirit gives access into His presence. And we need to come into His presence. We have been adopted as sons of God. It is called the Spirit of Adoption. It's so cool that we not only are sons of God, but guess what? We have all the privileges. I am privileged of a son of God. Sonship. Ephesians 3.12 That at that time you were without Christ. Being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But look at you now. Look at the power 
The power that God has given to you, the born again experience by the Holy Spirit of God, baptizing you with power, bearing witness today to your family, to your friends, to the world. Verse 16, 17 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified with Him. Not all men are children of God. Not all Christians. You see, the liberal teaching of the brotherhood of men... Or the fatherhood of God is a doctrine that is foreign scripture. We don't understand it. We don't have it in scripture. It's a false teaching. John 8.44 says, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not send in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of all liars, Satan. First John 3.10 says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Of who? The devil. Nor is he who does not love his brother. Uh-oh. Does not love his brother. Do you have something against someone today? Maybe they haven't forgiven you and you're angry with them, you need to forgive them. You need to make things right with God if you want God's Holy Spirit to well over your life. When you go and you're forgiving and you forgive people, which I've done many times, it's hard, but it's so cool because the Holy Spirit brings you and shows you and says, are you not guilty? And I look at my life and I say, Lord, I am guilty of so many things in my life. So why can't I forgive someone, my brother? And the reason I say that is because the knowledge of sonship, it comes as a witness through the Holy Spirit of God. I am a son. You are a daughter of God. The Spirit shed abroad the love of God. Can you believe that? Shed the love of God in our hearts. Romans 5, 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us, was given to us. Notice that. And then he says the Spirit is earnest or the guarantee that we are the children of God, 2 Corinthians 1.22, who also has sealed us and given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Mark that as a guarantee. I love that. Thirdly, the Spirit is a seal of guarantee. Notice that we are the children of God. Ephesians 4.31, one of my favorite scriptures too. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now you say, what grieves the Holy Spirit of God? The word grieve in the Greek means to bring pain to the Holy Spirit. Why? The Holy Spirit is a person. But check this out. He says, again, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed. You have been sealed by the redemption of Jesus Christ. When you go back and you go a little bit forward in chapter 430, you look at all the sins that are given there that grieve the Holy Spirit of God. When you go home, look at those sins. And then the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are heirs of God. For example, eternal life. Titus 3, 7. That having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
And then we are heirs of salvation. I like that one too. Hebrews 1.14. He says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation? You bet. And then thirdly here, we are heirs of the promises made by Abraham or to Abraham that he would become, notice, the citizen of a great, great nation. Galatians 3.29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see, Abraham showed us that we were under the law. When we were under the law, it made us guilty. And because I found that I was guilty, I had to come to Christ to repent of my sins so that I could come to the light and get rid of the darkness. That's why we're here today. And he says, we are heirs of righteousness. Hebrews eleven seven, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, move with godly fear, prepare an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. According to faith in each one of our lives. And then we are heirs of the grace of life. First Peter 3, 7 says, and this is speaking husbands, likewise dwell with your wives with understanding. Wives, mark that. Understanding. Secondly, give an honor to the wife. Write that one too, big time. And then this is bigger time. Notice, as to the weaker vessel, to the weaker vessel, we must say, amen, amen. <laughs> and then, man, listen carefully, man. If you don't do that, he says, that your prayers may not be hindered. Your prayers will be hindered. If you don't love your wife, if you don't pray with your wife, if you don't understand your wife. We pray today's message has been an encouragement for your heart with affirmations of the Lord's desire to bless you with an eternal inheritance. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, simply ask for Old's teaching titled, The Spirit's Power Over the Flesh. Now, for further insight into the rich gifts you can enjoy as God's child, we'd like to tell you about an inspirational resource titled, Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter booklet from Rawl that will point you to key scripture passages detailing how your life can truly change forever. You'll see that as his child, you enjoy incredible blessings of salvation, healing, provision, and protection. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawl's booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for a gift of just $5 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. To order by sending a check, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We put together every broadcast to help you experience a deeply personal connection with God. Let us know if there's anything that we can do to better support you. And be sure to make full use of all of our free resources. Join Roll for Straight Talk. 
a weekly Q&A program that explores how to navigate life in the center of God's will. You'll find Straight Talk on Rawls' YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. You can also download all of these programs as podcasts using Spotify or iTunes. And for additional access to Bible-based teaching and a convenient link to our online resource store, download our free app to your iPhone or Android. We bring God's Word to the airwaves with the help of generous partners like you. Thanks so much for your tax-deductible contributions. We invite you to join us again next time for our continuing focus on the greatness of God's love. You'll see that because of the Lord's love, you can have eternal hope for the future, no matter what trials you might be facing in this life. Here's Roll now once again with a closing comment from today's message. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit bears witness what that we are joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8.17 says, And if children then heirs of God join heirs with Christ, and if indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may be glorified together with Him. And then fourthly, the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are conquerors over suffering. Wow, that's a big one. Over suffering. How about the Sermon on the Mount? Matthew 5.11, Jesus said, Oh, how happy are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of things evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. Here's my attitude. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Something caught my eye here in verse 11. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. What's happening to the church today? We're being persecuted now. We're going to be reviled. But at the same time, I draw the line for sin. I'm not going to give in to sin. I'm going to stand in God's righteousness and His truth. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.